Gemma turned on a light and glanced around the cluttered bedroom. Dirty clothes occupied every surface. The floor was littered with at least two boxes of tissues crumpled into balls. I thought I might... Clean. Good. You want everything to look great in case you have company. Are you coming to Tampa? Gemma asked, panicked. She wasn't ready to deal with the full frontal assault of Sue's personality. Her friend would roll into town from Tallahassee like a tank, armed with endless pep talks. But Gemma was too raw, too exposed, to deal with her failed marriage so matter-of-factly over cups of frothy coffee and shoe shopping. She needed time to reorient herself. I can't get away from work right now, Sue said. I meant in case Jason stops by. Gemma tightened her grip on the phone. Have you seen him? Is he coming here? No, I haven't seen him. But in case he does drop by, you and the house need to look your best. As if the divorce hadn't phased Gemma. It was, after all, anti-feminist to behave as if her husband's desertion had devastated her. Where was her pride? Have you told your parents yet? No. What are you waiting for? The divorce isn't final. Yet. Gemma, you're stalling. It will break their hearts. Jason is like a son to them. Considering Jason's position in the governor's office, it's bound to hit the local papers soon. Is that how you want them to find out? No. But neither did she want her mother pecking her to death with worry. I'll tell them. Soon. Did you find a job? Another dilemma. Unemployment was not so unusual for the wife of the state attorney general but not so realistic for a divorcee with no alimony. Not yet, Gemma admitted. A noise outside drew her to the picture window overlooking the side yard. She nudged aside the filmy white curtain and looked down into the overgrown lawn of the empty house next door. A tall man with shiny dark hair was using a mallet to dislodge a faded for sale sign that had been posted on the lawn for all of the two years that she and Jason had lived here. Have you even looked for a job? Sue prodded. I will. Today. Okay. Sue's disbelieving response vibrated over the line. Gemma, you have to pull yourself together. I know, and I will. I just need some time to absorb my new reality. She pushed hair out of her eyes. From his tool belt, she gathered the stranger was a workman, hired no doubt by the new owner to fix up the place. She felt a spurt of relief for the sagging Spanish house whose exotic lines she'd always admired. But when the man lifted his dark gaze to her second-floor window, she dropped the curtain and stepped back, her face stinging. The man had probably thought her house was empty. How many rubber-banded newspapers were piled on the front porch? Had weeds overtaken the brilliant birds of paradise and ginger flowers in the planting beds? Tending to the exotic plants that thrived in the lush Florida humidity had always been her favorite pastime. But since the final court appearance last week... She'd found it unnecessary to move beyond the front door. I'm sure any of the nonprofit agencies that you've helped to raise money for would be happy to hire you in some capacity. Probably. But I don't want to take advantage of my relationship with Jason. There's nothing wrong with using his name to get the job. You'll prove yourself once you get there. Gemma understood the practicality of her friend's advice. But something inside her revolted at the idea of using Jason's connections. I don't want to be in a position where I'd have to feel grateful to Jason or be around people who might expect me to ask him for favors. I have some business contacts in Tampa. I could make some calls, Sue offered cheerfully. Right. 
Sue's business associates would be clamoring to hire a 32-year-old with an unused degree in art history. She'd save herself and her lobbyist friend the embarrassment of asking. Thanks anyway. I'll find something on my own. Okay, Sue said warily. Have a good day. I'll call you later. Gemma returned the receiver with a sigh. She had no right to be irritated with her friend. Sue was only trying to help in a situation that had rocked both of them to the core. Sue felt betrayed by Jason, too. She had introduced Gemma and Jason when the girls were seniors at Covington Women's College in Jacksonville, and Jason was in law school at the University of Florida in nearby Gainesville. Sue had preened as her two friends had dated, fallen in love, graduated, married, and evolved into an influential political couple. I introduced them, she'd gushed to onlookers as camera bulbs flashed at their lavish wedding.